417 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000. Little Pearl Jam there, Jeremy, for our next guest. That's for Mr. Joe Sneavy. He is uh, the City Hall reporter for Argus City Media and the biggest Pearl Jam fan that I know. Do you still like the old stuff? Oh, yeah. You really know how to make a guy feel welcome. Oh, we're just, uh, we're just getting started here, man hard not to sing along yeah well go ahead feel free oh, that your listeners do not want to hear me sing along that's probably true <laughs> yeah eddie vetter is he we should leave him leave that to him yeah, yeah exactly I, I can't it's hard to sing pearl jam karaoke you always crash and burn <laughs> <laughs> so when was uh, before we get into the news when was the last time you saw pearl jam uh april hall of fame induction out in brooklyn new york oh awesome awesome yeah, it and was, it was pretty rad how many, how many times have you seen him? 33 now. So the decision to go out to the Hall of Fame induction was a, kind of a last-minute decision. Yeah. Uh, about four days before the show, rumors spread that they weren't going to play any other shows this year. So yeah. I thought if my consecutive year streak is going to survive, I needed to get to New York. So I did. That's pretty. So how many years is it? Uh, I've seen him every year since 2003. That's good. The first show I saw was 98 and Rapid kansas city in 2000 and then i graduated high school and i could do whatever i wanted so <laughs> did you uh you did some traveling around the country following pearl jam didn't you i did i did um well anytime they go on tour i try to see them at least four or five times um <laughs> 2003 i saw them five times uh i mean there's a lot of years where i i pack them all in together so i've seen a lot of parts of the country in Canada, thanks to Pearl Jam. So <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I'd travel as much if I wasn't obsessed with Pearl Jam. I'm pretty sure that the, when I, isn't this, I'm trying to remember the story now. When I offered you an internship at the Argus Leader when you were going to USD, when I called you, you were actually at a Pearl Jam show. I concert. was at a Pearl Jam show, and um, I was expecting a phone call from somebody I didn't know their number. Yeah. And the phone rang, and it was a 605 number, and I answered the phone, and I'm pretty sure I answered the phone and said, Hey, buddy. <laughs> you did. And, and it was Patrick Lally on the phone. And I thought, oh, I'm not getting this job. <laughs> no, it was, it was, hey, buddy. And, and I said, uh, yeah, Joe, this is Patrick Lally, Argus Leader. And you went, hey, can I call you right back? <laughs> <laughs> That's how it went. Yeah, and you still got the job. And you're uh, a fine reporter. And you're currently covering City Hall for Argus Leader Media. Um, how long have you been doing that now? Uh, March 2015 i yeah. came back down to the sioux falls newsroom because you were up in dells yep covering the uh fine metropolitan city of del rapids well you're from and you're from del rapids so yeah, you were on good, the inside it was a good deal um that's my favorite part of that job was covering city government and dells i mean city council meetings in del rapids aren't quite as formal yeah as they are down here uh, can i get a cup of coffee over here they, they don't <laughs> know what conflict of interest is <laughs> Did you uh, have to point that out to them? Oh, there was a time or two. Yeah. So this doesn't look right, smell right, feel right. They said, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> so you are now the city hall reporter for Argus City Media. So you've been involved in this whole Lyft thing. And obviously we just had on John Hodson from Metro Cab. Um, the Snapchat cabbie. The Snapchat cabbie. Um, 
what's your impression of this process? It has happened rather quickly. Was there some acceleration of it? Was somebody on the gas here? Um, I think the the Lyft spokesperson I talked to said it was they were overwhelmed by the the media coverage basically, and the media coverage generated a lot of app downloads, and they got a lot of drivers signed up far faster than they expected. Is is what my understanding is. They I think they just wanted to capitalize on the momentum that they had. Yeah, and there clearly was a lot of media coverage. I. We talk about a lot because it's what people, it's all day, every day. It sometimes it seems it, like, doesn't it? It felt like overkill. I mean, I, there was some debates in the newsroom over the last week. Uh, Jonathan Ellis has been on your show. Me and mm-hmm. him were in the camp that maybe we didn't need eight reporters covering Lyft's arrival <laughs> to Sioux Falls, but, um, the stories do well, yep. you know, people read them. So yep. kind of got to do what the clicks drive you to do. Sometimes you just got to go with the people. Um, so uh, we're, we're here with uh, Joe Sneavy of the Argus Leader Media, and I just said the Argus Leader Media, which shows I'm an old guy, um, trying to combine the two. As you have watched this, do you think that the um, perspective of guys like John Hodson have really reigned, super, had influence at all, uh, the local cabbies? I don't think so. I think... Um once upon a time, that might have been the case. There, when the first, when the city first figured out that its taxi driver laws weren't going to entice Uber or Lyft to come to town, um, the taxi cab industry was very vocal that they didn't want this. There was drawbacks to it, uh, but the public, the consumer, mm-hmm. the citizen, doesn't much care. I mean, we're we're capitalists, right? In America, um, government shouldn't protect your industry just for the sake of protecting your industry from competition. And I think that's how yep. the, the country and Sioux Falls sees it. Um, I think the traditional cab companies are in a bit of a state of shock right now. They don't know what lies ahead for them or how they're going to cope with the changing right. market. Um, but I think the established ones will still be around. I think w- this will drive out some of the more rinky-dink cab companies that it's just one guy and his cell phone and one vehicle there have been a lot of new cabs in the last couple of years yeah absolutely and we've had this influx of uh refugees and they a lot of those guys come without a lot of skills and that's why we see uh shalom and a lot of those cab companies and i think a lot of those folks will just start driving for lyft yeah eventually because they won't have to pay the they don't have to pay the overhead or the annual license fee to the city uh, it's just more economically viable for yeah, them. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is that these companies right now, it is an unbalanced playing field because, as John was saying, he pays $15,000 a year in insurance, $10,000 for workman's comp. Uh, you know, all that, that's going to drive them out of business. So do they just all go away or do they all become Lyft drivers? And is that really fair? I, I don't, those are the questions. And I don't, does that really get, balanced in this equation Uh, well the city council when it amended or reformed its driver for hire rules in late 2015 they they considered some of that so not Mm -hmm. only did they establish a separate license for transportation network companies which is like a 1500 dollars annual fee that uber or lyft will pay um, and then they do their own background checks things like that the council also reduced some burdens on the traditional cab companies they no longer have to have a brick and mortar Mm-hmm. establishment to be a taxi company um, some of their insurance requirements were lessened 
Uh, so, the, you know, Dean Karski and the like had that in mind when they yeah. made some of these reforms. Whether it went far enough to save that portion of the industry is Pro, you know, that's, yet to be seen. I guess. And, and there, you're right. There's, some, there's only so much you can do to re- resist a tidal wave of change. Right. Yeah. We've, we've lived that. <laughs> the Airbnb is another one. I mean, everything's app-based now. Yep. And it's not, that's not going to change. Uh, after the city went through this whole deal to reform its uh, taxi and driver for hire laws uh the like a month or two later it came up are we ready for airbnb which if your uh, listeners aren't aware of what mm-hmm. airbnb is it's basically uber for hotels yeah. you can rent out your own home can rent stay in home. somebody's couch yeah so and they said yeah we're ready you just have to register as a bed and breakfast if you're going to put your house on airbnb <laughs> that's um, not the way it works there's a certain like they didn't learn any lessons yeah. from the uber thing um but nobody's pushed the issue yet on airbnb so we're going to come right back after the news with Dan Peters and talk more with Joe Sneevy of Argus Leader Media. This is the Patrick Lally Show on Information 1000 KSOO. Hi, this is Chad, and I have the cure for your snooze button in the morning. 